0: Welcome back to another episode, a fabulous episode of the Best Practices Show. I have an amazing guest on here. You guys have seen her before. Jenny Poulos, who's a brilliant coach here. And sometimes she serves as my therapist around here because she's just like, okay, listen, she's really good at calling out issues. Now, before we went hit the go button, I'm like, Jenny, what's really like, what happened today, yesterday? And, and so she's like, okay, listen, you know, the problem with a lot of great dental practices is they can't call it the real issue. And they recycle garbage. I'm like, oh, that's brilliant because I've been and it's there. it's
1: so painful.
0: Boy, how painful is it?
1: Oh, it's it's kills you, right? It's so devastating for doctors and team members to bandaid and patch and bandaid and patch and talk about the same things over and over and over again. It kills momentum. It kills meetings. It can kill trust. It too. does.
0: And it so does. It does. It's, a, it's an
1: important thing.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to hit it hard on this and just like really go down to what you need to do. And Jenny's got a great framework that when you're feeling stuck, we're going to ask you to follow this framework. It works. Now, the mm-hmm. hard part is doing anything about it. And I'll say a couple of things before we get started. Like there's no greater fatigue than mental fatigue. Let that sit. There's no greater fatigue. You guys probably listen to this podcast, driving home from your practice going, The dentistry was the easy part. Hard part was like all the other stuff. There's no greater fatigue than the mental fatigue. And if you diagnose the mental fatigue, what you're gonna find is we gotta get to the real issue. And I'm telling you guys, when you get to the real issue, and you can diagnose it, do something about it, your life actually change. It'll change over and over again. Your problems are never your problems. They're usually how you think about your problems or what you do about your problems. And so we're gonna give you a framework. And before we do it, let's illustrate the problem that happens in a lot of dental practices, Jenny. People are like, you know, I love this whole idea of changing my hours, but you know what? I got this person that'll never go for it or my patients are all teachers and um, they'll never come in the hours and you know what i got to serve my community so you instantly introduce obstacles dentist thing in terms of exceptions so as soon as you want to do something with your practice you're like oh i got a reason why it's not going to work right jenny
1: we so often um our our minds tend to to go to all of the obstacles, to all of the reasons that something won't work. And then we get into this putting out fires mode and dealing with one little thing here and one little thing there and one little thing here. And we just don't look holistically at things. So we can pause, change our thought process and think about, okay, what what's really affecting this? What is this really going to affect? Um, how do I need to think about change on a whole? We just don't step back to look at to look at things in a way that can help us really understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, and God, it's, exa- it's exhausting.
0: It's completely exhausting, you know, and there's a lot of cliches. I'm not making fun. And mental health is a very serious issue, but like the definition of insanity, doing the same things over and over again, expecting a different result, it's, there's a lot of truth to that. And another thing, I was coached by uh, Nito Cobain for years, and he would say to me, he's like, Kirk, stop complaining. Stop. He goes, To make a mistake is okay, but to repeat it, stupid. So like the important piece is leaning on people. That's why you got to have a great coach, a great person to talk to because they can call out issues when you don't want to call them out. And then I'll add one last layer to this. I'm a wuss. I've been clinically diagnosed as a wuss. I love people. I don't want them to be upset. So I often used to hate calling out the real issue because I thought I would screw things up. And then I realized I was screwing up more by not telling the truth about the situation or at least knowing ourselves in this whole thing. So let's start with the framework, Jenny. Like we get these questions all day long. People say, oh, you know, nothing. it's not going to work or, you know, this isn't happening. And you have dentist after dentist that we meet early on in the process and they recycle garbage from team meeting to the next team to the point or you don't even want to do them anymore. You're like, I don't even want to have a team meeting anymore because it's just a waste of time. I got prep a tooth. That's more predictable than meeting with my team, you know? So where do we start with this, Jenny? Take us through the process.
1: Yeah, so the first thing really is just to pause and like, wh- what is the real issue? Mm-hmm. Um, we I, we talk in circles or are we run, 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 run about something that we're frustrated with. Um, and sometimes really just, asking a team member pausing during a team meeting and saying okay let's just take a second here in one sentence can we say what is the real issue let's try let's try to bring it in a little bit and identify what is the issue not talk about what what are all of the effects that i'm seeing mm-hmm. what are what are all the things that that are circling around here let's bring it in what's the real issue because right. it's easier to identify to work with one thing versus a million things that are going around.
0: Yeah. And the real issue, can I, cause I love this. I'm going to challenge, cause I've been there, you guys, if you're listening, like the real issue, sometimes you're talking with a team member, a person that you work with, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to bring this up and they're going to explode. Now, here's a question that I'll add to the real issue. Is this person a good core values fit for your practice? And if the answer is no, there's nothing you're going to say. There's no formula. There's no wisdom. There's no motivation that will alter Ultimately fix this. We just don't care about the same things and eventually it's going to fall apart. So you have to identify the real issue because people that fit your core values on your team, they'll be willing to listen. They understand and at least they'll be open to the conversation. That's one piece. Now, let me go to another real issue that isn't always a people issue. This is my favorite because this came up on Friday when I was in New Orleans. I speak all over the world and I introduce the whole idea of changing the hours in your practice to get more life. I don't care what people make anymore. I care about what their lives look like. And I think time is the new rich. And so in New Orleans on Friday, somebody came up to me and like, you don't understand. Like I could never do seven to three because I work evenings and Saturdays because I've got to accommodate all these people in my community like teachers. And I'm like, oh, I love this one. Now, let me pause. The real issue is not teachers, you think it is. You think now data helps everything. And I told this dentist, I said, I've done this a million times. First of all, let me say this about teachers. I think teachers deserve an award. I think I'm, I'm a frequent flyer, you know, customer for a lot of airlines. I get the A-line. There should be a line above that line for teachers and military, and they should get on planes. They should eat for free. They get a special place in the world for me. I think they're one of the most underappreciated people that often add the most to the world. And so let me help you with something, doctors. When you're telling yourself that all oh, my practice, my practice is all teachers. No, pull the data. So I had a dentist pull the data. He's like, yeah, I got too many teachers. 11. You had 11 teachers.
1: <laughs> 11
0: teachers. So 11, you have 11. Yeah, I had 11. He was like, no, I think I have more than that. No, you have 11. Okay. There are days in which you work and teachers do not. True. And they all go, yes, it's true those are VIP teacher days. I would proactively save schedule and honor those days to serve teachers. Bam. Now, every dentist we've ever had change their hours and accommodate that thinking process. You know what they get? They get referrals from who? More teachers. Yep. And it's amazing. So like sometimes the obstacle is the path. So you got to identify the real issue. Yeah. So if
1: our it, thinking is so huge here, right? Yeah. It's our, it's the way we're thinking about it, the way we're overthinking about it or the limiting beliefs that we're bringing to it.
0: Yeah. So
1: really just think, like, what's the real issue? How am I thinking about this? Am I, am I all over the place? Like. identify that.
0: And I'm getting older now. So my filter is going away completely. And Jenny's like, Oh my God, don't tell this story, but I'm going to tell the story from this Monday. So like I have a case of a regular case of the Mondays. I love my weekends and I always come in and I always you know perplex myself with the things that aren't ideal yet it's called living in the gap you think of like all the things that aren't there yet you know you probably went to a course you saw some beautiful dentistry you saw somebody else's practice then you go back to yours and you're like it's not quite there and you live in what's called the gap so i often start the monday i'm pretty happy for the most part i come in on a monday now my mondays are set up to follow jenny's whole protocol here to f- identify the real issue. I've got my line of therapists ready to go. My first conversation is with Barrett and Barrett's like, just bring it. And so I just vomit into his ear about all the things that are in my head. And you know, it's becoming less and less. And he's like, no, you don't want to think it's not the real. And you know what? He's right. Then my next meeting is with you and the rest of my traction team, which is my leadership team, because we don't always agree, but we always get aligned. And it's awesome. I feel so calm by about 1030, 1045, 11 o'clock in the morning. And then the third meeting I have is with my entire awesome team. So by the time the third meeting comes, I've already got rid of the stinking thinking. We've already talked about the real issue. And it's funny, most of the real issues are me. They're not really the real issue, and uh, it's it's really important. So the clarity is crazy important. So if you don't have a coach, you need a leadership team. You need somebody to talk to that can tell you the truth, bring you some data, and put you in your place so that you don't blow up the rest of the organization. And identifying yep. the real issue is key because now you can start to go to work on it, right?
1: Yeah. So and then, and like let's stay with that. So you 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 get to the real issue, and then we get to root cause.
0: Yeah. Right. And so, we, we and root cause. Now, now, again, we also followed a methodology. If you're a coaching client of ours, you know how this works. We have what's called an issues and an action items list. So real issues, things that are happening, the real problem, we move it to what's called the issues list. We're behind on a number. We move it to the issues list. We're behind on a priority. It gets moves to the issues list. When we first started doing this process, we'd have like 90 Now there's just a handful and we work through them, therefore not recycling the garbage. And we start to do the IDS process, which Gina Wickman explains attraction, which we'll describe in a second, which is step number two, the root cause. So Jenny, take me to the root cause after I've identified the real issue.
1: The real issue and root cause, like we're just layering on that. We're just building on, on that. So again, like the problem is rarely the first thing that is stated there's always something behind that that's, that's causing it, right? Like we're looking at the symptom. We want to know what's the actual cause. Right. Now, a, a great and very simple example, um, I was working with the team and they're like, the data's wrong. The data's wrong. We don't know this. We don't know that. We can't figure it out. The root cause is they had no idea how to actually use the software. Mm. So the problem wasn't what the, the data was incorrect. The problem was that they didn't have the training to understand how to use it. Mm -hmm. So rather than spending all this time looking like analyzing the data and where it's wrong, it actually was an inability to use a software. Right. So very simple, a very simple explanation. But so often we we don't we don't look past what's happening to say what's causing this. Right. What is the root cause? And if we want to actually solve a problem, We need to go to the root
0: cause. I love this. I'm already thinking of 30 things that happened. Now, if you're listening, you already know this. Like there's a lot of things that happen in your practice. Maybe you did a big case today. Somebody didn't pay and you're mad at Samantha who works the front because she didn't collect all the money. Well, what's the root cause? The root cause is we didn't have all this down in writing. You were just people dependent, hoping Samantha throwing a bomb up there, hoping she'll collect it all. The root cause is this. We got to have it all in writing and it's got to be explained at the chair, at the consult so that Samantha just follows the system. And that's an important piece of it. You see in treatment planning too, sometimes people come in and they go, hey, can you just whiten this wiggly tooth right here in the front? And you're like, oh gosh we can't do that. We got to talk about why the tooth is wiggly and we got to start with the basics. And when you start to lean into the truth, you know, it fixes problems with people. You feel like you're making progress. The root cause is an awesome place to start with solutions, don't you think? There's nothing that saves more time when you start fixing the problem with the root cause.
1: And and another step, another way to look at this is this this idea. So, like I've looked at root cause or talking about is there a problem behind the problem or what's the problem behind the problem? You'll notice a lot of these are are linked; they're similar concepts, um, but different ways to look at things and go through these steps until we can really get down to the nuts and bolts. This one is really. Um, particularly helpful when we're when we're talking about e minus R equals C or this idea of expectations minus reality equals right. conflict. So what's the problem behind the problem? Why do I have the conflict? I want to really go all the way back to the expectations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because-
1: Usually that's where my actual problem lives is in the expectations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And my mind is, I mean, because this is the area that we live, we're practice coaches. So we deal with problems every single day that dentists bring us. And I meet dentists on the road and they're like, you know, I go home and I just don't even enjoy dentistry. And so this third step, the problem behind the problem really requires some depth. It requires some good perspective. And some people are just cooked at the end of the day. And they're like, you know, things aren't good at home or like, I'm really struggling. Like the problem behind the problem is you don't, I don't care who you are. When you go to work at 7.15, you leave at 6.30, you're not going to be a good spouse when you go home. You're spent and you're an introvert. So you're spending more than what you're given every day. And now you've got unfair expectations at home that you're just going to be a good person. You sometimes need an area to de- decompress. And then you, other- you recognize other bad habits like, wow, that first glass of wine tastes really good, you know, type of thing. And we embrace other unhealthy habits. The important thing is this, is that problems that aren't solved, addressed with the root cause, they create bigger problems. Please write this down. I don't say this often in a podcast, but unresolved conflicts always become a crisis. They always do. I don't care if it's perio. I don't care if it's overwork. I don't care if it's alcoholism. I don't care what it is. But when an unresolved crisis goes on and on and on, it usually gets bigger. The infection grows until the point there it becomes a crisis. And now you have to proactively do something. And when you look at the crisis, it could have been you know, reduced or taken care of or countermeasured if we identified it earlier. So I love this. Now, the problem behind the problem, Jenny, like here here's one thing. This is why I talk to Jenny a lot of times when I'm just cooked <laughs> because you can't you can't see the problem behind the problem. Sometimes it's you're just dealing to, with the problem
1: perspective is, yeah having having a coach, having outside perspective, having someone that can ask questions and even just say, what's the problem behind the problem yeah. can help you pause and think can help you get there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, um, we had a dentist this week a great climbers, you know, and there's some transition in it's practice. And I said to him, just pause, like, just breathe. You don't have to do anything. Be still in this moment. And mm-hmm. I talked to him today. He's like, Oh my gosh, it's just so good to be still in the moment sometimes and just not react. And between stimulus and response, that's where the magic of the world lives. And so he's not only talking to me, he's talking to a lot of mentors, a lot of people he trusts and he's like, man, I just have much better perspective today. Cause if I would have said what I really wanted to say yesterday. Now here's one other thing. And again, I don't care anymore. I often write emails and never send them.
1: Oh, unsent emails, unsent letters. Oh my right. gosh,
0: Youth, I think you helped me. I, do, I will often type text messages and then delete them. Okay. And I'm so glad I do that. Now, I don't always do it, but I'm leaning to do it more than ever. I almost sent one this morning and I was like, just deleted it. I just felt better articulating it. And then I thought about how it was going to be received and I go, you know what? Now, I'm going to address the real cause, but I'm not going to just do it in an altered state, is that fair to yeah. call it an altered state? Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: and when we so like changing mediums, talking to another person, writing, texting, typing, um, when we when we shift to a medium, so sometimes like from writing on a piece of paper to writing on a whiteboard, yeah. um, those little changes can create sort of changes in our mind and how we're looking at something. Or when I have the thought about I'm I'm going through this thought process to deliver it to someone. Versus to internally process it, it, cr- it makes us think about things in a different way, even if we don't realize that. Yeah. So if I'm thinking about how will I deliver this to someone, my brain is going to think about it in a different way.
0: Totally. Totally. Now, if you're looking at the methodology, it's brilliant because here it is. We're going to identify the real issue. We're going to move it to the issues list. We're going to identify the root cause. We're going to talk about the problem behind the problem. We're going to peel it a little bit more and just gain some perspective. So let's say, okay, I figured out the real issue. It's this. You know, the second thing is what's the root cause? It's this. There are still going to be some things that you just have to peel back the onion because you could still be dealing with someone who fits your core values. And we've got good thinking, but they still still are not the person that you can ask them to do this role or to pull this off in some respects. You do need to peel back the onion, just have yeah. added perspective. So give me an example, like in any practice that has happened recently, Jenny, peeling back the onion. Well,
1: peeling, peeling the onion gets you a couple of things, right? Like it has, we, we can look at things in different ways. And I also think about this idea of, of peeling back the onion is, is it's like, I am peeling from one side of the onion. So I, like, I have an issue, I have an issue with my schedule. So from this side of the onion, I'm, I'm peeling like with my personnel. And I'm looking at like, is it, is it on this side with my personnel on this side? Like I may be peeling the onion from another side and looking at my software, like, oh, okay. Is, is it something with my software? So I'm, I'm working sort of holistically peeling away different parts from different sides. So I can, I, I can really figure out, are there multiple things that are affecting it? And I get down more and more and more and more. And I might get different action items. Each peel might also give me like, hey, this piece is affecting it a little bit. And this piece is affecting it a little bit. So I don't tunnel vision.
0: Yeah, I love this. Now, this is kind of cliche and peel the onions been used a lot in my career for 25 years of doing this. Now, four and five go together, but here's the learning that happened for me. I used to try to peel other people's onions. Now, Mm. you know, like, and then I realized, no, they have to peel it. I can't peel it for them. And so I'll tell you what that means for me. If somebody, if I'm in a challenge, if somebody like Jenny does this, like, okay, what's really going on? I'll go nothing. I'm good. No, 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 no. What's really going on? What do you really want to say here? You know, if you keep if you put me in a space, not not putting baby in a corner, that's not what I'm saying. If you put me in a space now, we use the word trust based, you know, vulnerability. We use all these words. But the truth of it is those are extremely powerful, but they need space and they need safety. But if you let if you leave me in a space or bring me into a space where, hey, we got a half hour to figure this out. What it's what's really going on. I'm going to start peeling back my onion. I'm going to start telling you some things I probably shouldn't tell you. I'm going to tell you things i probably never told another human being and we're gonna just go there and i can trust everybody with that information or you get into a relationship with your team you can trust them and so when you're peeling back the onion you get that much more clarity around what the real challenge is and surround yourself you do need to be able to do this with somebody you trust and and i look at four and five going together jenny because five comes off the heels of peel the onion which is what else now, Barrett asked That's me
1: that. I know. Yeah. Now,
0: now, tell me why. Why is what else one of your favorite?
1: So, And what else? If you only got really good at asking one question in mm. every area of your life, I would love it to be, and what else? Because yeah. the real answer is rarely the complete and true answer. The real solution is rarely the final and complete solution. Right. This, this is something that people don't often ask, but it makes us pause and think, okay, you we got here and what else? It yeah. makes me think a little bit deeper. Yeah. It makes me think about the answer that I just gave and is it correct? Yeah. It makes you think about, okay, was I totally honest or is there something else? I ask you this all the time.
0: Yeah, I love it. What else? I totally agree. If you don't master anything, get good at asking that question. Now, another thing, I'm not a brain scientist, but I do know that it changes the way the brain operates. You're going to take all of the energy that's in the back of the brain, which is the emotional area of the brain, it's going to bring it right to the front. I live with four women three daughters and my wife and questions are crazy important I also know that they manipulate the heck out of me sometimes when I'm angry and they'll ask me questions and I go I know exactly what you're doing because I have to calm down and I have to transition everything and sometimes the questions are extremely thoughtful now'm not asking you to manipulate him but that's not my point the point is this is that questions are calming they bring extra information not so much for the listener but sometimes in most Times for the sender because Jenny, when you ask me those questions, I'm like, Yeah, you're okay. All right, here's here. And I'm an external processor, I don't internally process very well. I try, but it's like it's messy. I'm best externally processing. So, here's the whole idea of what we're trying to share with you today you're going to have all these challenges come your way. Your ability to solve issues and create healthier processes in your practice is crucial. And I would say dependent <laughs> it's that your success depends on that. And so you've got to be able to move things to an issues list and follow a framework. So if you can chart out the real issue, and again, what we do here at ACT and what we teach clients to do, that gets moved to the issues list. It doesn't slow down a meeting because you can talk. You can start a meeting and then open up a can of issue and then it stinks up the whole meeting and you never get anywhere. So when the issue comes up, Boom. It's kind of like, what's that game? Whack-a-mole. Boop, it pops up. We whack it. Just put it right over on the issues list because we're going to get to it. But let's get through the essence of the meeting. Then we're going to talk about the root cause. We do what's called IDS, identify, discuss, and solve like media. Here's another thought process, Jenny. It doesn't take two hours to solve an issue. You can no. sometimes figure it out in a couple minutes. True?
1: Yes, absolutely. And and you should you should be aware of um, these two, like if you're talking about something too long, if you're going on and on and on and on, maybe you, you're not at the real issue. You're not solving the real issue or people aren't being open and honest. There could be politicking going on or there's tangents. Um, so sometimes even saying, Hey, we're going to give ourselves 10 minutes to discuss and solve this, right? This is Parkinson's principle in action. Um, we've got 10 minutes, What's the real issue? What's the root cause? And and discuss it and try to come to a solution. You'll be surprised what you can get through if you're really intentional like that. And a lot of this root, cl- root cause, problem behind the problem, peeling the onion, these are the discussing pieces that are so important that then getting us to solving and being done with something forever.
0: Yeah. And so... Hope you guys get this, but this is called the Best Practices Show podcast. We've been doing this a long time. We love dentistry. And if you're listening, I hope every time you show up, we give you a little bit of a framework, something that makes your practice and your life better. And what we're discussing today is this. Your ability to solve problems and issues gives life meaning. Mm-hmm. You say to yourself, I've been here before. I can deal with this. Now, I'll tell you transparently, I've been on both sides of that net. I've been in a situation where I couldn't solve my own problems, and I was miserable. And I told myself a really bad story of maybe, it was the whole Jack Nicholson, maybe this is as good as it gets. And then... You know, something happens. You find a new team member, you find a new framework, you get a new coach, and now you're like, wow, I can solve some of these problems. And now you say... No, that's not as good as it gets. It can be better. And you don't solve all of them. Your life's not perfect, but life has more meaning when you're like, I can solve these things or I have a framework. So make sure you follow Jenny's framework, which I think is absolutely brilliant. And if you don't recycle garbage and you feel like, hey, listen, and let me give you one more thought. Like, here we teach this stuff. But I'm not going to tell you, oh, we hammer out six issues every single week. There are some team meetings. We only get one issue figured out. And, and this,
1: or- is maybe, this is maybe a really good like final point and, and tip and actionable item. When you have, if you've got five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 issues, spend 30 seconds. And this should take no more than 30 seconds saying, right. okay, what's number one? What's number two? What's number three? Yep. Start at number one and talk about it until it's solved. Yep. Right, get that prioritizing piece is really, really important when you're in this space where you have a lot of issues.
0: I love it, and I have a lot of issues. I always joke about that, but it's true. But here, here's what what Jenny just said is perfect because I'll leave you with one last thought before we bring it close. Like when you can say to yourself. Meeting with my team is the most valuable thing I do every week. And you know it, that's when it's starting to happen. You know that you can land the plane, proactively fix these issues. You know they feel better. You know you feel better and maybe you're just fixing one thing a week. Now everybody is getting on the same page. When you are telling yourself a lie going, this is the best time. And inside you're dying because you're like, I should just be prepping a tooth. I can't listen to this. Recognize what the real issue is, the the root cause, the problem behind the problem. And think to yourself, I got to get a coach or I have to change the way I experience these team meetings because when you guys do, I'm telling you it changes your entire practice. You now are, you've created a habit in which you're creating a better practice and a better life. You're going to go home a better spouse, a better significant other, a better human being. You'll be nicer to your dogs. You'll just feel better and it'll give you a great perspective about this great profession called dentistry. Any last thoughts, Jenny?
1: No, just get really good at this. Get really good at asking questions and thinking differently and being committed to thinking a little bit differently. And you will you will see these issues fly off of the list and never come back.
0: Absolutely. And when you're completely stuck, you know what helps? Chocolate espresso beans.
1: (laughs) Oh, I only have two left in mine.
0: You know, so Daddy and I were just like, all right. Chocolate, espresso, All right, let's cover this. It's all good stuff. So stick around, Jenny, while we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. Hey, I want to remind you, dentistry is the greatest profession ever. But it's not often the challenges that you have. It's how you think about the challenges. So keep showing up with us at the Best Practices Show podcast. And if you're really stuck, join us at the To The Top Study Club where we put the best dentists. I'm biased, but I think there's some of the best dentists in all of dentistry, the best thinkers in a room. It'll blow you away. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll come away from these meetings with a changed perspective. It'll change your mind. It'll change your perspective and ultimately change your life. So come join us to the Top Study Club. You can find it at our website, actdental.com. But until we see you guys next time, keep listening, the best practice show. You guys enjoy your day.
1: Have a great day. There
0: you have it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Best Practices Show. I hope you sure did enjoy it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We are always here for you. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts. And if you really enjoy it, you can leave a comment or a four or five star review. But until we see you next time, keep watching The Best Practices Show.